0: I would say be more assertive. Most people are not assertive enough in their business. They think that's pushy or salesy and it's not. Asking for someone to come to a call with you from a Zoom event or a networking event is not pushy. It just means you're trying to follow up. Um, If you don't ask, then you may never follow up with them and you may never see what happens and you may never get their business or get in front of their people if they ask you to be on their podcast or whatever. So be more assertive is the word I like to use. Um, because it's, it's about serving. It's about connecting. It's about getting connected with more people. And if you don't do it, the other person may not. And then it just falls. Right. And then there's just dollars around your feet that you're missing out on because you're not being assertive enough. Hey,
1: it's Chuck here. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just wanna take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations, and strategic partnerships, this free collaborators toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well and the best part about these tools is that they're completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Chuck Anderson here, and I have another special guest that I want to introduce to you all. I'm very honored to have Katrina Sawa here today, and this this is going to be an amazing episode because Katrina is a speaker, an author, and a business coach with over 20 years of experience and 16 books, and I think more coming. So there is uh, just so much that we can learn from her today. Katrina, welcome to the show and thanks for being here.
0: Thanks, Chuck. Good to be here. Love collaboration, love your topic. So important.
1: Yeah, and it really does take, you know, takes collaboration to make businesses grow. There's only so much we can do ourselves. And so that we we and and I know that's been true in my business, and it's true with almost every other business owner that I talk to. So I'm so thrilled that you're gonna be here sharing your stories. So I know um, I always like to get this out of the way where people can find you. Your your website is jumpstartyourbiznow.com. So if you like anything that Katrina has to say today, go check that out. But Katrina. That was the introduction light. I mean, obviously, okay. you know your story better than anyone else. You know, introduce yourself to everyone and, and who you are and what you do, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, so uh, what I normally share is, you know, I've been in sales and marketing all my life. Uh, I What got me into this business specifically was, um, I was in advertising sales for the local newspaper here. And yes, that was 22 years ago. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I did really good. I was very consultative with my clients cause they would just give me a business card and say, here, run this in that paper. And I'm like, I'm not running your business card. Nobody cares about your logo or your fax number. You know, we had fax numbers back then. And, um, and so I just found the love of small business owners and they just didn't know what they didn't know. Now, I have a marketing business degree, but that didn't, I mean, that got me so far myself. I had to invest in mentors and people like me who taught me what to do in the beginning. But so that's what I was doing with the small business owner. And that's how I get started in my own company. it's just kind of, you know, evolved since then. It was marketing for the clients before. Now it's more coaching and business and everything they're doing in their business, how it all flows together, how to make money. Um, Now I have a publishing company, I have a speaker network, I have web design, I have a lot of different services, but you know, it's been a journey. It's been a journey to say, (laughs) and to say that I couldn't do it all myself, I tried. I tried for the first years to do it all myself because I had an ego and I thought I knew what I knew. (laughs) Uh, I know a lot of us do that. So, but I learned my lesson not so quickly and thankfully, yeah, here I am 20 years later.
1: Wow um and it's it's amazing because after talking and meeting with so many other op- entrepreneurs uh, we we live these parallel lives. We don't necessarily know of each other while we're doing this, and it's really cool to meet you now with this because you know it just sounds so familiar right (laughs) and so so two big things is that we all have an origin story and we all have a turning point where we realize and and i love what you said like the ego and i know definitely a do-it-yourselfer here or reformed reforming do-it-yourselfer so um that there's that do-it-yourself always does sneak in there every once in a while but you know when we do things together so you know, what was the point where, I mean, again, you were you, you doing, if you dial the clock back 22 years ago, like what you're saying, what was that turning point where you decided to really go out on your own and, and, uh, and do this?
0: Well, from the advertising job, I actually went to work for one of my advertisers, which was a retirement community, assisted and independent. And that is the job that was the pivoting point because... Uh, I thought, oh, I could be a marketing director there. It was awesome. I really liked it. But the boss, the, my administrator, whoever was in charge of me, right, um, was a do one say and say one thing and do the other kind of a guy mm-hmm. and wouldn't give us the support we needed. We need an extra person. So we were working 70 hours a week and you know, I was making maybe 70,000, but I was like, look, I can't, I want to burn out. And then also there was a lot of people just dying around me in that kind of environment. No offense. I don't know how people do it. God bless you for working in that environment, but I couldn't. I had to be in a more of a positive, uplifting environment. So those two things, I actually... um, I, I'm not going to cuss, but I did tell my boss to F off and and walked out and never looked back and started my own business. And that's how it happened.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is about marketing departments for companies where they just have to squeeze the life out of you to like get the, you know, I I I don't know know where they think that by doing that, they're going to get our best work. Right. And, right. Like and so, and so here we are. We all become business coaches and marketing consultants.
0: Well, and these days, 20 years later, we've got the big quit. And the, everybody's quitting their jobs because they got a taste <laughs> of home life, working from home. And I hope to God they get some coaching because it, you can't, it's hard to, they think it's easy to work your own business at home. But there's so much to learn. And so I hope everybody that's quitting their jobs right now is listening, please go get a business coach because you don't know what you don't know. (laughs)
1: 100%. And in fact, if it wasn't for that, I would never have made it to year two, right? I would have failed very, very, very badly. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. So, so here we are. So, um, so, you know, we, we like to talk about collaborations and how working with others have helped us to grow our businesses in unique or creative, or even just really awesome ways, whatever that is. And so, you know, you you mentioned earlier working alone, sometimes like the ego is like, I got to do everything myself. And I'm definitely one of those people, you know, can you think of a point in your business where it's like, okay, I've been doing this by myself for so long. I just, I just need to partner with someone or I just need to work with someone. Can you think of, is there a point in your business where that kind of happened?
0: Yeah. Well, um, when I first found, uh, how to hire a mentor was about three years into my business. And that was my girlfriend who lived locally here said, Hey, you should come to this event with me. It's in LA and I'm in Northern California. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't afford it. I had $3,000 just for the workshop ticket back then. Right. And plus the airfare in the hotel. And she's like, you can do it. And so I was like, literally moving money around just so I could afford to co- go to that thing because I trusted her opinion I went there and I blew my mind what I didn't know I didn't know and I saw all these entrepreneurs who were making really good money and they were leveraging their time and they had a great life and I'm like holy cow how do you do this so yeah I signed up for the thing even though I didn't have the money and it all worked itself out within a couple months I was fine you know financially. But I came back and just transformed my whole business model, everything, how I was selling things, what I was offering, my pricing like tripled when I came back and I just did it a different way because I didn't know what I didn't know. And it dramatically changed my revenues and my lifestyle. And then I kept going back to that, right, for a few years, kept hiring other mentors where I think I started hiring an assistant was watching other people who we're starting to hire assistants and VAs. And back then, like most VAs were like 50 bucks or 80 bucks an hour. There was no such thing as online and, you know, nobody was going out of the country at the time. And so I'm like, oh gosh, I can't afford that. Here I go again. Right. But I need somebody. So, you know, you do a little bit at a time and boy, that was helpful. And, and I just, I wasn't a good hire or trainer of a team, however. So I had to learn a lot. Like it took me a few years to really like many years. I'm talking like six years. It took me to really be able to find the right team person and train them accordingly and figure out how to work with them. So I wasn't like leaning over them or hoping they learn by osmosis or something like that. So that's that experience. There's many more, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah. Like what, what would you say has been the either collaboration or partnership or just, you know, what, you know, working with someone else that has been the most impactful that has made the biggest change or growth or difference to you and your business?
0: Well, I think honestly, my mentors and my masterminds that I've been have made the biggest impact Mm. in the growth of my business and my own personal and business development. However, um, in the last, I'd say three years, I used to do joint venture stuff and partner with people, but I was a little hesitant because I just heard bad things happening. And, you know, I just, I didn't know, I didn't trust a lot of people. For some reason there was, you know, the people I was surrounding myself with, I just didn't feel like, it just didn't, in my gut, I just didn't feel like they were being honest, some of them. And so I was a little gun shy of doing joint ventures and things like that in the last four years though. I mean, I've done a lot of joint venture collaborative type things. And the biggest thing I think I do is, um, uh, do like little swaps. Either we swap stages where I speak on yours, you speak on mine, um, or we swap, um, Uh, Facebook lives, or we do them together, like joint, joint interviews has been really successful. And this is something I teach all of my clients to, to do. I don't care if they're new and they don't have a list or if they're seasoned is to find people that have a complementary message to what your message is or a topic, um, and then go teach it together in a joint teleclass or webinar or Facebook Mm. live or whatever, and you introduce each other, interview uh, view each other kind of a way and then it saves time cuz i used to do it where okay you interview me we'll block an hour and you tell your tribe about me and i'll come on and then i'll block an hour and i'll interview you to your my tribe and that's 2 hours of our time when we can just do a 30 minute like one-time thing where we're interviewing each other and poof, we're done. And then we share it to each other's groups. And it's so effective. I'm telling you, that's the number one thing I think I do now that I had to learn how to do.
1: I love that idea. And I, and I think of all the times that I have done the swap and it's like, yeah, I'll speak to your audience. You come speak to mine. I still do it. But how much more efficient is it if you just collaborate and do a webinar or a workshop together and just have both of your tribes be there at the same time? How amazing yeah, is that? It and is. Yeah. And so
0: Unless you have a pod, I mean, a podcast, you can't do that, right? It's, it's a one way kind of thing. But so that's kind of why I have the international speaker network that I run because I have 26 speaking slots there right so two calls a month it's all free um so i have two spots for speakers they don't not everybody fits there because it's very practical tactical you have to teach something to speakers but but it's a great place, so I would recommend that anybody listening make sure you have a stage of some sort. Now, your stage could be a podcast, but you don't have to start a podcast just to have a stage. Your stage could be an in-person event, which I have also, and have brought people in. It could be, uh, it could be a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or a YouTube Live, and it doesn't even have to be in podcast form. You could just go live and you interview people. So Mm -hmm. you can create a stage like that. And I would highly recommend you create a stage of some sort so that you have that reciprocal opportunity. You'll get booked more. I know you just will.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, collaborations obviously are a big part of your business with the, with the, like the stage swaps and the, you know, speaking, um, network. And then you've also got your compilation books, which are also huge collaborations.
0: Those are collaborations too. I know I'm, I am more all about it these days than I used to be. Um, but the compilation books are great because you just have, you have one person who leads the book and it's that person's brand, uh, and then they bring in the authors. Um, so, I mean, I've done four of them myself to where I brought in, I've published over 60 authors in my own compilation books now. So that's obviously great. And then some of them I've also brought on stage in a virtual summit that we did last year. So those authors got a couple different opportunities, but now I collaborate with, like I have one friend who wanted to do a collaborative book and we did her book with her clients. And then she referred me to her clients to do books. And so now I have three other book people that I'm collaborating with to do their book. And so yeah, it's, it just snowballs, you know, I think the biggest thing about being in collaboration or in that mindset is number one, you have to have a good heart and a giving Mm -hmm. heart. And because people see it, they can see beyond the not so schmoozy um, (laughs) energy, Uh, you have to have that and and you have to be proactive and assertive, right? You can't just sit back and hope people ask you to do something. You have to be a little bit more proactive and assertive than you normally would be probably because there's just too much noise out there right now.
1: Yeah. And collaboration really speaks to working together. You bring something to the table. I bring something to the table and we both contribute that in a big, big way. And I think you... I think you said it so well, where you have to have a giving heart, right? You mm. absolutely do. Um, and I've actually been on the receiving end of partnerships where you give and you give and you give, and they got into the partnership because they were hoping that you would make or break their business for them and they didn't have to do anything. Those those relationships do not work uh-huh. and everybody leaves frustrated. But when you work together and you create something awesome, that's where you want to do it again. And you know, I think another piece to really highlight here for our listeners is what you said is that you do one, and then based upon the success of that one, there can be many, many other projects or mm-hmm. clients or whatever that you can't even predict right now. But those come just as that, that ripple effect, or like you say, that Maybe snowball yeah. effect of you know, just being in the game and doing that. And what if you hadn't done that original collaboration, you know, maybe those two or three or four other clients or projects don't even exist because of that.
0: Right. You have to take a chance. Now, what I would say is sometimes people look at these joint ventures or collaborative things as a Business partnership, and I would highly recommend against a partnership. Uh, I see way too many partnerships go down in flames Mm -hmm. because of what you said. One person's usually the giver and the other one's a taker, or they don't do as much as the other person. Or you get into it with somebody and you find that you have different personalities that don't mesh, or you have different goals or missions with the project or whatnot. So I recommend if you stay, stay in the collaborative mindset, just in the beginning, especially don't try to jump in. A lot of times people try to jump into a partnership is because they're scared to do it alone on on their own in my, that's what I see is they're just scared. They don't have enough people following them. So they latch on to somebody else who's also scared and doesn't have a lot of people. And then they go together and they don't necessarily know what they're doing. And that's not necessarily a good plan. So that would be my like forewarning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and for myself, if I partner with someone who's just like me, what am I really gaining? Because I'm already me. So you have to kind of find people who who bring something to the table that you don't already have. And then that, you know, it's very complimentary that way. And so, so we've talked a lot of different ideas, a lot of different scenarios, a lot of types of collaborations. And a natural question that we get from people, Katrina, is... Okay, great. Collaborating is great. It's going to help me grow my business. Where do I find somebody to collaborate with? So what have you found worked for you? I mean, is it sort of like taking the opportunities as they come or do you go purposely looking for them or how do you work that in your business?
0: Um, I do a lot of networking, first of all. Mm -hmm. So I'm on, and with Zoom, I'm on Zoom all day long, right? I'm online on calls, on group calls. I belong to a lot of different organizations who have a similar, people who have a similar mindset. So because I'm on all these calls, probably three to six a week, right? Seriously, like I meet a lot of people who could potentially partner with me and or do some kind of stage swap or something. So it's it's kind of a numbers game. It's kind of a volume thing here. You have to get into these groups and meet people. You have to meet more people if you're not meeting enough people. And like I'm in a collaboration right now. It's, it's kind of a service. So some collaborations you might pay for an opportunity Uh, Someone might give you a service that you're paying for, but it's still a collaboration in a way. Like I'm paying right now a team of people who put on summits, online summits. Now, um, you could do an, I did an online summit by myself last year, I did two of them. And I've done my own events as online events, but never a big one at this scale with the goal of list building, right? And so I did not want to go and do all that back end alone. Are you kidding me? No, that's way too much work, (laughs) right? And I also waited until year 19 in my business to do this. So listen up because you should not do one of those in your first couple of years of your business because you spend way too much time and you don't earn the income you need to when you're at that stage. So, but I'm doing it now with collaborating with this team who is doing a lot of the heavy lifting and bringing a lot of the people where- I'm bringing the you know the summit that's going to add to their repertoire you know their offerings as well. So it is a win-win-win for everybody involved and I just love that. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And what a great thing to, you know, find a uh, area of your business, either that you don't enjoy doing, or maybe you've done by yourself before, but it's like, no, okay, well, I really need somebody to do that. And as someone who's done their own events, like you're doing the behind the scenes and in front of the camera at the same time. uh, Yeah. Like, what was I thinking?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're going to have like 20 people online. um, It's really hard to do all of it yourself. Yeah. I, I've done it with like 20 people, maybe 30, but when I have like 60 to hundred or more, no, you need a team. You need people to support you. It's, it's uh, crazy.
1: Yeah. So big takeaway there for people is look at that place in your business where you're you know, struggling or it's thing that you don't want to do, or really you shouldn't be doing because you're doing too much and look for someone who you can trade with or work with or something to bring that piece mm-hmm. to the table. So now you don't have to worry about it. And hopefully okay. together, everyone achieves more as they say, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, in the first few years of your business, you should be focused on getting clients and building a consistent, ongoing money-making revenue generating business, right? Mm-hmm. So too many times we focus on these random projects and then boop, we don't have any sales for a couple of months because we're so busy in the project So that's not a good plan unless you have consistent revenue coming in already, which is where I'm at and why I did this now instead of three years ago or 10 years ago. Because it would be a, would have been a mistake because I knew how much work it was going to take. So be careful what you're entering into. Doing a joint interview on Facebook Live is, is nothing. It's like you have a quick little call, decide what you're going to speak about, pick a day and create a little image or you know marketing blurb. And then you both go share it. You both show up. You both do the thing and you share out the recording and you're done. And that's an easy peasy thing to do, right? Um, without a lot of work or effort too many people put too much effort into some of these things and then they fall flat because they haven't it's not they put too much effort into something that's not going to bring them enough result
1: absolutely and well I've had numerous moments like that in my business and you hopefully don't do it as much anymore but we all have those moments so so I I think really well said now I want to shift gears a little bit because we do have a bit of a personal growth, you know, kind of part of this show where we want to just kind of find out a little bit more about like, you know, who you learn from and where your biggest sources of inspiration. So, so the first thing I want to ask is, is, and I know that you've had mentors and there's experts that you follow, who would you say has been the most impactful or helpful expert or mentor that you have met that, that maybe would help others as well? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I hate to mention one and not the other. I mean, like they're and whether they're all still taking the same kind of clients or not, I don't know. But in the beginning it was Allie Brown. Yeah. And you know, now way back when she was the easy queen, and now she's just scaled her business so much that she's doing bigger things with higher income earners, I believe. But she was the one that taught me the nitty gritty, what do you do to make more money the stuff that I'm teaching now she was the one that taught me that in the beginning, and thank God I met her at the time, thank God my friend dragged me to this workshop, thank God, I embraced those things because that was really the pivoting point of, you know, learning the stuff I don't know I, I didn't know I didn't know and transforming my business. Um, it didn't, that wasn't the point that got me to the six figures. However, the multiple six figures, there was many other mentors in between. I would say there's one other mentor who pushed my buttons so hard that when you're, I cried all year long, but in a good way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was David Nagel and he'll laugh if he hears this because I was like, just tell me what I need to do to make more money. I wanted to hit six figures, right? They're like, well, you just need to be. And I'm like, what the hell is, what do you mean? Like, just tell me, do I need to send more emails? Do I need to change what I'm saying? Do I need to do more blogs? Do I need to speak more? Do I need to change my website, offer something different? What do I need to do? And he's like, just be Katrina, just be. And my whole group was like, just be love. And I'm like, but yeah. like I would twitch because I was like, I'm a doer, not a like beer. And so that was the year. So I cried all year long going, what am I supposed to do? You know, and I'd go to events and and I would try to be. And at the end of the year, lo and behold, I hit six figures. I'm like, how the hell did I do that? I have no idea. I was being more. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I incorporate the being and the doing. And of course, I teach that. And I have love. I have a whole love funnel and a money funnel. And all because of that year, it was very transformative as well. Um, And that's where I wrote my first book, which was Love Yourself Successful, was three years after that year, because I had to work, you know, books take a long time when you don't know what you're doing. And uh, anyway, so at the end of that year, I had love, I had money, I had uh, a new awareness, I will say, to how to run a successful business. So that was fun.
1: I love all of that. And uh, man, I have my own, you know, being journey stories yeah. as well. First of all, love Ali Brown. I remember meeting her 20 years ago when she was the easing queen, yeah. and now. And now, like just, just has this amazing network of businesses. Um, but I love the being story so, so much. And on any given day, I can go to social media, whether it be LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, and you know, people are talking about, oh, you need to be more and that. And you can always see the comments of people like, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be more? And it's like it's so funny to remember the beginning of that journey because looking back, you can go. Oh yeah. Okay. Got it. I, I see where I'm being more now, but at the beginning, it's like, what do you mean be more? I'm, I, I'm being all I can be. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh yes. We could laugh about it. It's, it was painful, but it was the best learning experience ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and anyone listening and going through that journey, you don't get it now, but you know, you will, you'll get it later. You'll, yeah, you'll it. get it later. And you'll look back and go, oh yeah, that's what they're talking about. Uh, uh, so that's awesome. And it's nice to meet another person who's kind of been through that same journey. Cause it was like, what do you mean? Um, so, so great, great suggestions for mentors there. Um, so books, okay. We like to recommend books and usually I ask, you know, what is that, that one book that has changed your life? So I'm going to ask you for two books, because I know you have 16 books behind you here. So I'm going to get you to recommend one of your own. And then what's a book by somebody else who has been made the biggest impact in your business and your life as well. So we'll get those two from you.
0: Yeah. So I think the biggest, when you do write your own full book, it's a journey. It's a lot of self-awareness and self-development. So not only do I love my own book, but I think it's my most popular book, which is my Love Yourself Successful book. And I'm coming out with the second edition uh, this next month. So it's uh, new and improved. It's coming out. And um, <clears throat> and the What's funny is I write a lot, but I don't read a lot. So I don't read. People give me their books. I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm starting to read more because I'm having to do compilation books. And so I have to read people's chapters. Like this is one that just came out and um, this is the proof copy, but I had to read all the author's chapters. And so there's a lot of reading involved now, which I wasn't ever a fan of reading. Um, I have listened to a book that I would highly recommend though. I did listen to the audio of most of the Profit First book. And I will tell you, as a business owner, it was probably the best thing I heard um, in a long time. And it's about organizing your accounts and your money and saving money. I was never really good about saving money. I would just put all the money I made back into the business or I'd pay the bills or I'd put some in savings, but it wasn't doing anything. So Profit First is a really good way to really build a retirement safety net because when you're in a corporation, you have a 401k or an IRA or something, you can still have that as an entrepreneur, but this way was what worked for me because putting it in savings meant I could always take it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So this book teaches you a little different about that. Um, and so now I have some money in some different places that I can't touch that are just going to help me later on. So, yeah. um, yeah, those are the two books I would recommend about love and money. What do you know? Right.
1: Well, you're going <laughs> to definitely check out your book. Cause that's one I haven't read, but profit first is it's been an absolute game changer in my business. Uh, the check out the, the audio book is great. Cause yeah. Mike is so funny. It He's is. got such a great sense of humor. Uh, the way he reads his book, and I'm I'm not I haven't seen the print book, so I don't know if that really comes across. But the guy's hilarious. But yeah. it, as a business owner and an investor in multiple companies, uh, it's been a game changer, and we now implement it in every business. I won't even be a part of the business where there's either equity or profit sharing involved, unless profit first is the accounting method, because you know, and, and, you know, I just think about 20 years of like chasing profits and, you know, profits is that, that horizon that you can never really, really get to. And then he comes on and goes, no, you should be profitable from day one. And here's how you do it. And you just, you know, and, and at first you go, no, but, but, you know, but, and it's just been an absolute game changer to take businesses that haven't been profitable and make them profitable in the very next month, just by applying profit first. So. Yeah.
0: It's logical awesome. and it's doable because I don't like big, long projects. It's like it was a quick, doable thing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Wonderful recommendation. Well, Katrina, thank you so much for sharing everything that you had to share today. Uh, I I can tell already that we're even getting wound up. We, we could probably keep going for like an hour. Um, you know, so let's end off with this. First of all, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would give to every business owner, regardless of where they're at, where they're just beginning, or if they're where they are in their journey, and then, uh, and then end off with where can people find out more information about you and the work that you do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, besides getting a mentor or two or three or 10, um, I would say be more assertive. Most people are not assertive enough in their business. They think that's pushy or salesy, and it's not. Asking for someone to come to a call with you from a Zoom event or a networking event is not pushy. It just means you're trying to follow up. Um, If you don't ask, then you may never follow up with them and you may never see what happens and you may never get their business or get in front of their people if they ask you to be on their podcast or whatever. So be more assertive is the word I like to use um, because it's, it's about serving. It's about connecting. It's about getting connected with more people. And if you don't do it, the other person may not. So... And then it just falls. Right. And then there's just dollars around your feet that you're missing out on because you're not being assertive enough.
1: (laughs) Really well said. Great advice. Katrina, how do people find you if they want to find out more about the work that you do or any of the projects you're working on?
0: Yeah. So the best way is um, to go get one of my free trainings. I have tons of free trainings, different topics at jumpstartyourbiznow.com forward slash free trainings. And, whole bunch of different things, websites, speaking, books, business. Um, and then I have the publishing company, jumpstartpublishing.net. Uh, and I have the Speaker Network. So come and join, it's free. It's ispeakernetwork.com. There's three different websites. I know that seems like a lot, but um, you might have a different interest. So just reach out. It's, it's crazy to say, be more assertive, say hello. <laughs> um,
1: awesome. Well, we'll definitely put the links directly to Katrina's websites in the show notes. So you can go and check out everything that she does. Katrina, thank you so much for um, sharing your stories and being so forthcoming with your advice and just your energy and everything. I, it was really a pleasure working with you today and, uh, For everyone else, thank you for listening in, and we'll see you on another episode for another collaboration story. Until then, go out there, find someone to work with, and grow your business. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships... Our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.